0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: All right. Let's get ready. It's showtime, folks.
3: Rad is my favorite one. Here on BZ has some fun. Say your theories but to test. Won't you call some more?
4: Jay Talking.
5: Jay, they're wonderful people.
4: With Bradley J. Hey, we're gonna nip this in the bud. I don't care what time it is, we're gonna go talk this thing out.
3: WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ News Radio 1030. And you're Jay Talking. We're live midnight to five. Craig Fitzgerald is with us. Craig, how are you doing? It is great to be here. It's been a while. You look great. Thank you. You ready to talk
0: to Joe? Joe sounds good. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent.
5: Listen, I uh, took my uh, Honda Accord four-cylinder 2007 to the dealership for uh, a Takata airbag replacement. Yep. And yep. after a while, they, uh, it was a young lady was, uh, that was uh, serving me. that She was at uh, for the, uh, whatever you call it, there, in the counter. Yep. And she came back and she says, oh, by the way, she says, uh, your ball joints need to be replaced. Yep. I said, uh, my ball joints? Was, uh, he says, oh yeah, he says, they are in bad shape, they they should be replaced. Mm-hmm. And so I said, uh, gee, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, so uh, I said, no, I, I." you know what I think, I, I thought about it, I said, I think what I'll do is I'll trade the car in. Yep. And she let me go and at the end, she says, oh, it's okay, it's safe to drive, okay. but don't worry, it's safe to drive. Yeah. Now, how can I know when a placement a part needs to be replaced, like the ball joints, for example? Can I? Can I? Uh, how, how would I know if it's for real? Sure, I mean, great
0: call. Sure, yeah, it is. It's a good question. So, so typically, when ball joints need to be replaced, um, this is something that actually, uh, when you go to get your car inspected in Massachusetts every year, they test for. Uh, okay. They'll bring they'll bring the car into the garage. They'll jack the front end of the car up or one okay. side, uh, so that the tire is you know say six inches or four inches off the ground. And they'll grab a long, uh, you know something like a pry bar, and they'll put it underneath the tire and they'll push it up and down. And if okay. that if that wheel rattles up and down. Uh, then then you 've got a, a ball joint issue uh, They also will grab the um, this is more for the tie rods, but they 'll grab either side of the tire and try to wiggle it um, and and if it's you know it'll it 'll steer a little bit but if you 'll notice if there's any real play in that, then you know oh. that you need a tie rod replaced but um. the, the ball joints ball joints you know depending on how many miles are on the car, you know they go bad. And and they do, especially in New England, where you've got, you know, pretty rough pavement. Right, um, right. You know, you definitely, I would, I, I always, if you don't want to mess around with it, I would go to an independent shop that you trust and oh, just get boy. a second opinion, you know? I,
5: yeah, I, see, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't have that. I've always gone to the dealership to yep. have my work done because... Yep. I had a a mechanic, he was excellent, Mm -hmm. but he's uh, 85 now, so he's not doing any work. Right. You know, ball
0: joints, ball joints to me, you know, if they, if they need to be replaced, they need to be replaced. There's like, they're not safe to drive on if they need to be replaced.
5: Well, this was, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so, so like, you know, the, the idea that she would send you out of the garage and say, ah, don't worry about it, it's safe to drive. That that to me indicates that they didn't need they they weren't yeah. imminently going to fail, you know. Well,
5: so this was five years ago. Yeah, and like you said, I you know of course I've had it inspected five times since, and I've they've never said anything about ball joints right. at, the, at the inspection station. Right. So I, I wonder, you know, <laughs> how can anybody go to these dealerships or anywhere and and figure out what's true? Well, you know, they they're gonna
0: air on the side of let's replace yeah. it now you know which which i'll be honest with you I, the the older i get you know in in the you know i used to be a cheapskate about maintenance but the older i get it's like you know you <laughs> if you replace things on a schedule you know it's, it's you know if things are if things are kind of rattling around there's no sense yeah. in ignoring it. You might as well get
3: it right. done. It's and just I'll, like your body.
0: Yeah. And and now, you know, if you're telling me that she told you this five years ago. Five and, years ago. Right. Th- I would say to you r- now, I would probably think about getting those looked at. Just <laughs> yeah. to see, okay. you know, I mean, you've gone five years now. You're, yes. you're, 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 you've sort of, uh, you've, you've beaten the odds Go have them looked at and and make sure they're okay because okay. that's that is really a safety issue. But um, now,
5: can you recommend someone or where? That- what town are you in? Newton. Newton? Huh?
0: Uh, you're in Newton. Yes. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know anybody there, but okay. um,
5: you know, Be- because yeah. Because it's so hard to find someone that I would I would trust, you know. I agree By now, with Now I, I don't even want to go back to this dealership because I just had my car inspected on, on December the uh, yep. twelfth of eight, uh, uh, year eighteen, yep. and, and they, were, they didn't say there was any problem with right. my broad joints. Right. So everything was. Like you said, and I saw them do what you told me. Right, you know that they yep. shake the tire, put yep. that rod underneath, and all that. Yep. Yeah.
0: If they do that, I mean, that's like if that fails that test, those are real bad ball joints. Absolutely. But, but, but so, so they're not really checking for any kind of subtle, subtle nope. issues. But, but you know, uh, you know, you you're, you're probably fine. Any weird wear on the tires or anything like that? No. Nah. No. So you're probably no. fine you probably yeah, fine
5: and I had the, the the, the uh, tires uh, rotated, and yep. there's no problem. Yep,
0: good.
3: All right,
5: yeah. so
0: you're probably in in fine shape. Well, I very wouldn't worry good. worry too much about it. Thanks, Joe. Thank you.
3: Okay, good question, Joe. Yeah, it is a really good question. It's beyond about ball joints, it's about trust.
0: It's and, a, it's a tough thing, you know. I don't
3: have the trust at all. And you know what? It seems like they kind of. Gave him the business, too. I mean, they said, oh, these are really bad. If they were really bad, they wouldn't have lasted five years, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. That definitely is true. I, I, you, So here's the thing for a shop. Not only are they, you know, obviously profit-driven, but they're also concerned now that they let you leave a shop and then your ball joint fails as you drive down the road, you know, two two months later. And then you come back and sue him and say you shouldn't have let me leave the shop. You know what I mean? It's it's a there, there's there's a uh, there's a bit of a safety concern there too. But I would expect that somebody who was behind the counter, if if they were concerned about my safety, they would pull a mechanic off the line and say, "You show them how bad these ball joints right. are." Right.
3: You know. So she said they're really bad. The ball joints are really bad. He said, "I'm going to trade the car," and she says, "Ah,
0: you can drive it." That 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 those two things don't line. Yeah. Up. Don't, they don't line up at They all. don't line up. Right.
3: It's now Zach. Zach in Boston. Hello, Zach. You're on
0: BZ. Uh, hi. Hi, you guys.
1: Uh, yeah, say fits. Hey Fitz. Uh, I was wondering, this isn't too in-depth a problem mechanically, but I have a 1992 Plymouth uh, Acclaim. Yep. And the doggone felt that uh, was on the roof is it's drooping down, I guess, that blue after 20 20- twenty seven years has dried up or whatever but i I took it to a couple of um car accessory restoration place in the bean town area and they want like three hundred bucks loan on it even more. I was just wondering is there a quick uh, d i y way yep. to uh put that stuff back up there or whatever i just i just Can't think of anything. Maybe I mean it's coming down really bad. I'm surprised the cops haven't stopped. You got to move it out of the way to see it.
0: All right, so I know exactly what the hillbillies. Yeah. So I know exactly what the problem is, and I've had it. I've had it happen. Right. So this is a. This is a. This is the headliner that's inside the car, and it's adhered. It's adhered to the roof of the car, and the and the glue that that attaches it to the to the roof. Has failed, and now you're left with a. It's like you're in a in a tent. You're like you're a Bedouin, and it's and it's yeah, drooping yeah, it's down on your head. And, yeah, it's terrible. Right. So, so the cheap the cheapest fix is to just right. go out and get a bunch of push pins and stick them in the in the the fabric. Until it tightens itself up, you know, so you can drive it. You can stick it the right in. Corkboard pins, yep. like corkboard, yep. them they actually. Uh, yep, they actually. They, if you uh, go to like a like a um, Joanne's Fabrics or something, they actually have uh, ones that that have a pigtail that that screw in, so you can use those to to pin it up. Right, that's the all cheap. Oh, right. That's the okay. cheap Would way. Would they be long enough? Fits? Would they? Those things are. Yeah, so so the way this the way this headliner works is there's in there's a uh it's basically a piece of uh like foam core and it's it's it, that that's really the inner headliner and then the fabric has a foam uh backing and that glues to that foam core. So so oh, yeah. it, and what happens is the the foam that's in that material it disintegrates yeah. It just completely disintegrates, and that's what's causing the the fabric to fall down. Now I've okay. re- yeah, I've, I've replaced oh. one of those completely. I've I've taken the entire headliner out in one piece, pulled off the the fabric. You sort of scrape off the residual foam that's left. Okay. And then if you get you can go to a fabric store and they sell headliner material there. Believe it or not, wow. and they yeah. sell it by the yard. And then you go, and they also have uh, uh, trim adhesive, uh, and you just spray trim adhesive on the on the, 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 the backing, stick it together, uh-huh. and stick the whole thing back in there. It's good as new. Hey, I man, yeah. I did it. It cost me, I don't think it cost me $65 to do it myself. Oh. And it took, me, wow, it took yeah. me an afternoon, you know.
1: Oh, that's a big savings from them, them yep. rip off ours. Yep. I sure appreciate it, Fitz. I'm going to yep. try to stick pin routes myself. Yeah, do that. Just, do
0: that. Give it a shot.
1: Oh. Oh, okay, thanks, man. I'll be at Guinness. All, All right, Zach. Fellow Irishman. All, All right, right bye.
0: brother. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, man.
3: So, Zach, you can get in the Guinness when if you go to Sally O's on yes, Saturday, the 30th right. of March and see them perform. That's right. Stop the, on by. So nomadics. Introduce yourself. I'd love that. All right, boy, that was a so. Good call. I re-
0: so I replaced the headliner, and it was it was uh, half a day's worth of work. And I'm not saying that like if you brought it to a shop, 300 bucks sounds like a lot of money, but it's it's a bit it's a fair bit of work to yeah. get it done. But it was satisfying that I had gotten rid of that thing drooping down on my head <laughs> in an afternoon. It was awesome.
3: He called you Fitz. He did. Is that a thing? That's okay. I love that. You can know what? I, can you I know, do that too? You can absolutely. Hey Fitz. Hey, Fitz. That's, I love it. Sounds good.
0: That was my dad. My dad was Fitz. That's, that's how everybody knew my father. You're Fitz the Younger. I am. Yeah. He was Fitz the Elder. Yep. The original Fitz.
3: Okay. <laughs> we're with Fitz. Craig Fitzgerald. We were just talking about his name, and I think it's interesting. Craig never liked his name because, well, for one reason, and I didn't realize this, there's no nickname. You're stuck with Craig. Two Craig. Craig. There's no Craigie. Right. You, you liked, like, Richard is Ricky. Right. Or Rich or Rick, or you got a half
0: a dozen names you can, you know, you, you, you go off to college and you go, you know what? I don't want to be called Rich anymore. I'm Rick from now on. Yep, no problem. That's great. But I had you, none of that. You got none of
3: that. Nothing. So you always had to be Craig. Right. But that's why you like Fitz. Fitz is it's good. as close as you yep. can get to a nickname. Yep. Cool. Now we go to Rick, Richard in Swamp Scott. Hey, Rick.
2: Yeah. Hi, Bradley. How are you? What's Say. happening? Not much. And hi to your guests there, Craig. How are you? All right. Um, I got a uh, Chevy Impala. A yep. 2007. 244,000 miles. And it runs beautiful. It runs like a watch. But there's this grinding noise coming out of one of the wheels. And it's like, um, I don't want to say it's loud, but it's faint. Okay. So... Uh, the grinding noise was loud one day, and I needed to replace the um, wheel bearing on the front dro- uh, passenger side wheel. Yep. So this grinding isn't as loud, but it's always there, you know? So I'm wondering if i got to replace it on the um, driver's side wheel as well.
3: Okay. Does it sound mm-hmm. exactly the same? Well, it's
2: always like a faint grinding noise when I pop to a stop sign or a light, a red light, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It'll grind right up until... Um I stopped
0: okay so there's there's like three or four things that could be, and I'm gonna go in order of likelihood and expense, okay okay, so at the bottom, you could have uh just a just a brake pad uh that's that's kind of worn out to the point where it needs to be replaced and there's mm-hmm. a there's a uh a little a little um, bent piece of metal that kind of goes over the edge of the brake pad, and that's a wear indicator. And yeah. once once it hits that, then it's gonna start grinding and screeching and stuff. You could also, I've had this happen before. You can get a piece of gravel stuck inside, like between the brake pad and the rotor, and yeah. that thing can grind like crazy, and it can stay there for forever. Um, would, so,
2: that would make, that would make a dig mark in the rotor though, if I was
0: to look at it, it, it might, it, 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 not necessarily. I mean, it, no. it probably would, but not necessarily the, okay. the next. So, so, you know, first, first culprit to me is always like brake stuff. And so, uh, the one question I didn't ask, does it grind? Like, even if your foot's off the brake? Yes. Okay. So that's the next step. Chances are, it sounds like it may be a wheel bearing which okay. is not tremendously expensive. That's kind of middle of the road expense. Right. And then well, the...
2: I, I, I thought it would be that because of the mileage on it. I mean, I replaced the front yeah. uh, passenger side and yep. so I figure it's time to replace the Yep. Front they go bad. They well.
0: go bad and you know 250,000 miles is not, you know, I mean that's that's pretty decent mileage for for a wheel bearing. And then yeah. so then the, the 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 last thing it could be um, would be a a CV joint, which is basically the front axle. Um, yeah. Those when they go bad, they tend to be loud. Um, right. You know, you'll know it when they go bad. So. And it, um,
2: yeah, on that note, I gotta say that when I'm taking a, a left corner, uh, Craig, Yep. I can. I'll feel kind of the wheel will kind of feel like it might be flopping a little bit, okay. like you know not running true on when it's turning, you know what
0: I mean? That, that can, that problem in, is it like, so if you're turning and accelerating or if you're just kind of, yeah, if you're turning and accelerating, you heal, you feel something kind of moving around in there that, that kind of sounds to me like it may be a a CV axle. Okay. Um, You know that, and they're, they're, the problem is that to get those out, you end up taking a lot of stuff apart. So it so right. it ends up being a more expensive repair than just replacing the axle itself. Still, well, not. will they
2: have to? Will they have to re, um, take out the um, wheel bearing? They'll, they'll the replace that at the
0: same time. They'll oh, do, I the, ought to do both of them. Then. Yeah, just do I mean, them both. It the, the, needs both. Yeah, the, the wheel bearing is is cheap, you know, parts wise. So you, you might as well just replace it at the same
3: time. All right. Well, thanks for that help, Craig. Not a problem. Good luck with it. Fitz is our uh, car guy here, and we were uh, during the break trying to limber up a little, doing a little. Uh, we were out at the iHeart Spacious Headquarters miniature golf course, and we were terrible. Yeah, I was terrible. Well, I was terrible too. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to tell them
0: how terrible you were? Uh, I was so terrible <laughs> that I I like hit it into another office. <laughs> I think they're still chasing us.
3: We were trying to do a twenty foot putt. Yeah. I got, and the thing ended up sixty <laughs> feet away. <laughs>
0: I'm not a golfer. I, I you could I be I fully admit that. You could no, be. I'm not a golf guy. Can't yeah, do no, it. you're not.
3: Personality no. wise, it's nope. not your thing. No, nope. you're a go fast guy. Yeah, motorcycles and uh, which I wanted to chat a little bit about that Cherokee Super Fast thing that. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. The track. You off. took me for a ride in you're
0: obsessed with that i thing.
3: i forgot about it now i like it because it does everything it's you know it's a four- it's
0: a pretty universal like you can live with this and drive it every day but it really it has it has
3: the business and it has the fun yep so it's, tell them about a, it again the track so it's, hawk
0: so it's a it's a jeep grand cherokee um, re- really kind of conventional-looking SUV, a little lower than one of those would be normally, big wheels and tires. Um, but it's got a 707-horsepower V8 from the Hellcat and a nine-speed automatic transmission, all-wheel drive, super fast, but good handling, too. That was the thing. It it, it handled as, as well as it went. I, I really enjoyed driving it, it.
3: So it, we were talking about the fact that it has to have a super beefy, extra beefy suspension and everything, and everything transfer. to, and the, everything to the deal transfer with that power
0: case doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Like to, the, you can get that much power through that transmission to that transfer case and drive that power to four wheels. I don't know how you do that without without it blowing apart all the time.
3: But they they did
0: they did and and it's it's you know you experienced it. It's as fast as anything that we've really driven. Right,
3: it's as fast as anything. Right, you, you've come here with a. With a The NSX, NSX, yep. and, a and a Porsche, and something else.
0: Yeah, and that, and that. The, I I thought the Grand Cherokee was was the Trackhawk was as as fun to drive as any of those things were.
3: And if you're a, a person who just likes the raw power, yep, you know just yep old school raw power, yep, then you would like
0: that. So so as we're talking about this now, this is maybe a good time to to, to break be out talking about this Jeep. No, to break out the the Volvo news. Oh yeah, right. So we're talking about you know fast cars and a lot of horsepower and all that kind of stuff. Volvo has announced that for 2020, uh, their cars are going to be limited to 112 miles an hour. That's the top speed. So my question is, is that going to it, like if you're making a purchase decision on a new car and you're a Volvo shopper? Are you gonna walk away from the brand because the cars only go one hundred and twelve miles an hour?
3: That's weird. I mean, it's for one thing. If a car gets to a one hundred and twelve miles an hour, wicked fast. I mean, that would be okay with most people. Right. But your question is: it's is it the is it a the mind, mental right. mental knowledge that even if even though you will never will go that fast, right? That you can't. That you can't. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> is it is the fact that you're not going one hundred and twelve in a Volvo? Because you can't gonna instead of because you choose going to push you
0: into a BMW because like <laughs> hey I may want to go 113 miles an hour someday.
3: Well, yeah, but maybe everyone that sees you in it, and this might be a thing, knows that you can only go 112 right. miles <laughs> an right, hour, right, right, right. Even well, if you know, want. You know the other thing too is that is
0: you know the speed limit's 65, 75, you know anywhere in New England. Uh, I. You can drive 90 miles an hour in a modern car and not realize how fast you're going. You're, you're 22 miles an hour from being at the, at the maximum speed. So, like, you're driving along just kind of not paying attention. You could easily be doing 90 in a Volvo. And then you go to pass somebody, and then you're out of.
3: Why not make the max 90? Yeah, right. That's right. Why not make it lower?
0: Why, as long know. as you can get to ninety
3: right. in a hurry, right? So I guess you you're not sacrificing anything to get there in a hurry. It's a really good question. Here's the question: Why would they do that? Well, and and
0: you know you've got you've got you know part of this, you know, Volvo's always been about safety and yeah. and you know that that they they sell cars based on safety, but they've also got they have a lot of cars that are performance oriented too now do you just give up on those cars because you you've made a you know what's sort of an arbitrary
3: mandate at 112 miles an hour I, I would I wouldn't because top end speed is not my right top end right. over 112 is not my right I've never gone I've never done that on right. a regular road that's 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 probably true I mean, who has gone faster than that besides you? I mean, do, do normal people go faster than 112? Not on, a,
0: not on a regular road, I guess. Right? I mean, never. Yeah.
3: So it would only be a mental thing. Yeah. The only reason you would not get it would be it was just the idea. Yeah, of it. Right. But you see, so that's what cars are sold on is just the idea, because mostly cars are the same. Right. You'd never it's sell a your, Hellcat you, ever guess, again I, if 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 you
0: know if, if you said, hey, it's got 700 horsepower, but you can only go 112. <laughs>
3: Like would you buy that car? No. Well, no. I'm a, You yeah. might. I might. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. Cuz it's the knowledge you could go really fast. Right.
0: Right. Even if you never do.
3: I'm more of a handling person, I think. The
0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I'm, a more, I'm more of a low-end torque kind of guy. Like, if, if I can get out of the hole fast... I'm a burning and rubber I'm guy. I'm interested in that. <laughs> and getting up to... Like, you know, when I took you out of, out of the old BZ Studios yeah. in, that, in that NSX, we took off fast... I don't mind. You lost lost the horizon, and I thought I I thought you were going to lose your breakfast. Yeah, but but we didn't go. We just went really fast from zero to about seventy. We didn't go go much faster, right? And
3: that's all anyone's
0: ever going to do, right? Yep, right, exactly. That's where I, I find a lot of pleasure. I don't find a lot of pleasure going well over 100 miles an hour. You're not
3: only are you gonna get you're gonna get arrested that's driving to endanger. right right. but even on and a track, take the like car it's, away. It's,
0: I start I, I definitely start losing my ability to see that well and I think part of that is because I'm getting older. My vision isn't what it used to be but but you know you need to be pretty mentally acute to 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 be you know driving at that high speed. 112 is pretty fast pretty fast even on a track. Yeah,
3: I have to say I'm kind of embarrassed and saddened that uh when you visit with super fast cars, I get dizzy. No, you shouldn't be. I told you I was out with uh, If I Mark- had my hands, I feel like if I had my hands on the steering wheel, I wouldn't. It's just that I, that's, I don't that's know-
0: absolutely true. And I have the a- So I was I, did, I don't know if I told you this, but I was a passenger in a, a Porsche Carrera 4, 911 Carrera 4 with with Brian Donahue. Who was Mark Donahue's son? Mark Donahue was a Trans Am racer from the seventies. His son is a race car driver. He took me around the track at uh, Road Atlanta, I guess, with that Porsche, and I lost the horizon. I could not, I I, I couldn't get my bearings. It's terrible. We were going so Isn't fast. It, it was. It really made me nauseous. It's kind of the same yeah. thing
3: that happens when people get sick in jet. In, yeah. When when broadcasters get go up in jets and they lose their lunch. Right. Yep. I
0: mean, it was it, it, it was. I
3: it took me several turns
0: to be able to figure out to get my orientation again, and that was 15 years ago. That's at 50. I, I know I'm worse. You think than that's that. an age thing? It is. Your inner ear, uh, you know, th- things starting to harden up inside your ear, and that's that 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 sort of allows all you that to, fluid.
3: Yeah, in the semicircular canals.
0: Yep, exactly. It's it hardens up. It does. It's it's supposedly that's you know kind of. You know what why can do older that? people, you know, lose tend to lose their balance. Uh, you know that 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 that's one of the factors in o- in older people losing. So their like balance. it's all jammed up. Yeah.
3: Is there anything I can do to fix that? I like, don't stand on my head or heat it up a little. little. I don't know. May loosen it up. I may need to look into that. Car guy fits, and uh, you are going through through something that a lot of folks have to go through, and a lot of questions for. For everybody, and, and you too. And yep. that is going through the lease return process. Right.
0: So and my so mom- you're
3: experiencing it now. What kind of questions are you running into? And perhaps someone out there has similar questions. Anything related to leases? And of course, should I lease or should I buy? Yep. And anything like that. So yeah. go ahead.
0: And- yeah. It, leasing is a really confusing process. And it, I mean, it's great. So my, my mom's 89. Uh, she leased a Beetle which she always wanted years ago. She always wanted a Beetle. So this was going to be what we thought was going to be her last car. And we said, we'll get you a Beetle. And then you're going to be 89, almost 90. And chances are you're not going to be driving after that. So her lease is up now. It's up at the end of this month. And we're kind of going through the process of, like, what you need to do to prepare that car to get turned in. Um, And... Trying to figure so uh, the way a lease works and the and the and the way that they kind of get you into another car is there's a five hundred dollar or some nominal fee at the end of the lease that you've signed and you said I'm going to pay this at the end of the lease if you were to. It's it's called the dispensation fee. So they basically it's just a nonsense it's just money paperwork to fee yeah. that you gotta okay. pay for. They'll waive it if you get another Volkswagen. So it's like, ah, just lease another Volkswagen, we'll waive the five hundred dollars. So is that enough
3: to entice you? Five hundred bucks? It's
0: definitely not for me now, but if I was uh, if I was on the fence between a Honda and a Volkswagen. And I could save 500 bucks by going into the Volkswagen. That, that might be enough to keep me with the brand. That's kind of why they dangle it there, you know? But with my mom, it's like, she's, you know, we're turning this thing in. We're going to eat, we're going to eat that 500 bucks. But we also, we're having to clean up a little bit of odds and ends of like little damage stuff, you know, that, that. You know, they they essentially – they give you a a little – almost looks like a a credit card, and it shows, like, damage on it. It's like, if it's this big, you don't have to pay for it. If it's this big, you have to pay for it. So we're kind of going around the car figuring out the things that we need to get fixed before we bring it back, or we're going to get rung up at the end of the lease. And it can pretty quickly add up between the dispensation fee and any damage – we're pretty, you can get easily into fifteen hundred bucks. What
3: kind of damage are you looking at?
0: She, you know, she's she's an old lady. She, she, you know, she banged into something with the front bumper, and it had a it, it's minuscule, but it's bigger than the little mark on the on the card. So we're gonna have to pay to get that fixed before we bring it back.
3: Is it gonna cost you more to have them fix it than it would have somebody else fix yes.
0: it? Yes. So I'm having somebody else fix Bang it locally. It out? yeah they're you know it's it the thing that's it's tough now because if you need to replace a bumper cover it's 1500 bucks because the part's expensive and then you got to paint it so we're going to go the less expensive route and fix the bumper cover which isn't really ideal but it's going to work for the for the you know for the time being but you gotta you gotta clean up all that damage you gotta get you gotta return it clean you gotta have to have the manuals because they'll charge you if you don't have the manuals. You gotta have both keys. You have to have a return all this stuff.
3: I see, the key at least is one time three hundred dollars. At least one time. And I was sweating that the whole time. Yeah. One thing I did do is Ernie Bach, I used to see him a lot. Yeah. And I said, you know, what's the secret? He said, get it de pay to pay two hundred bucks and get a detailed. That's exactly what we're doing.
0: So I've got it at a body shop now. I've got it at um uh, authentic Auto Body in Holliston, who are terrific people, and they're they're fixing the little bit of damage on it and doing a full detail on it for six hundred bucks, which is that's pretty that's good. pretty reasonable money. Well, they totally fix the damage, and it's not it's not like it's not a, a a crease in the sheet metal kind of damage. It's pretty small stuff, yeah, but it it was enough that it needs to get it needs attention before it goes back. Uh, and you know, they, they, they've, been great about it and, uh, they're going to take care of it for us, which I think is reasonable money. You know,
3: when they walk up and even get close and they see it's detailed, they're basically they turn
0: around and walk away, right? And that's exactly what happened. Yeah.
3: I, the guy was walking up. So he might've gotten 15 feet from it. Yep. Kind of didn't even really go and look at the front. Yep. Just said, Oh, it's, it's good.
0: I mean, this, this car is in tremendous shape. Except for that, you know, little bit of damage again, on the bumper cover. I can't help it. I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't. I wouldn't for her. And and the reason for that is she drove this car for three years and put eighty five hundred miles on it. I mean, I could have, I could have rented her a car every time she needed one. For you know, it saved it saved money on uh, you know every month. But you know, she she enjoyed it. It was it was good transportation for her. But I think right now, you know, she's going to try not driving. See how she likes that, and if she hates it, we're gonna find her
3: something cheap and used. Maybe she just needs the idea of a vehicle in the yard, right? So is that it? This is this is get one of, a, get a dummy cardboard one like in <laughs> World War II, like like they did with the tanks.
0: <laughs> that's exactly just what it is. A, a cardboard an inflatable muck up. car, yeah. A leap out there for her. that's great. So what we're actually thinking about doing is back in the in the eighties, my mother drove a little Toyota pickup truck, and she's. Make a noise that she wants to have another small pickup truck wow. again. Like okay. a you know, two wheel drive, two door, regular cab. Cool. So if I can find her something cheap, I think I'll, I'll, I'll leave that at her place. And if she wants to use it, she can. And if I need to use it on the weekends, it'll be good for me too.
3: Yeah. And you're going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Buy something, you know, five grand maybe. So we didn't discuss the other thing that really kills people. And it almost killed me is the mileage thing. Yeah, the mileage. What are they giving out, 12
0: or 10? They give you hers was I think 12. you can buy 15 so you you can you can you know buy yep additional mileage uh, she is <laughs> she hasn't put one year's worth of mileage on that car so you know we so the interesting thing is I talked to the I talked to the used car manager at, at her dealership and he said, you know what bring it in and let us do a, a used car uh, appraisal on it And, you know, we may be able to make you an offer on that that's better than the residual value, which would be great. Yeah, because the residual value is like 13.5. So what did you say to the guy to get him to say that? I just told him. I, I I just explained the situation. Do but, they know that you're a car expert, or do they? No, I didn't. I didn't tell. I, didn't I tell bet them you they can that. tell by the way you talk. Though, well, so right? I I just said, look, you know, she's 89. She, we're turning this thing in. There's, you're not getting another car out of her. You know, so just like let's get that right off the table. Yeah. And I know I got to pay you guys a dispensation fee, but it would be good to know, like, you know, if I could walk away without paying that fee, that'd be great. And he said, "Bring it in. Let us let us value it as a used car, and you know, say the you know we owe thirty or the the uh, what do you call it? The residuals thirteen five, right? Yeah. That's the that was the value that they set on that lease when we purchased it. They said it'll be worth thirteen five at the end of this. Thing. If you want to buy it, if you want to buy it, you can buy it for thirteen five. If the used car manager says, you know what?" Uh, we can sell that thing for $17. we will give you 15 Then I could walk away paying the dispensation fee and with 1500 bucks in my pocket, which there is pretty go. good.
3: Well, we we'll hope that is the case. Let's go to Doug in air here. See which Doug this is. Hi, Doug. Is this Super Christian Doug? Hey. With lucky
6: landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here
0: today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We
0: were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey,
0: What's hey, happening? Craig. How are you? How are
4: you doing? Not I'm doing, bad, you?
0: Doing great.
4: I'm that guy that's been emailing you about Wilmington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. About
0: Wilmington. Yeah, he grew oh, up yeah. in the same town as me, and and knows we know a few of the same people.
4: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. That's right. Yeah, I'll I'll get to that in a minute. But I do actually have a car question for you because it's funny. You guys are talking about leases.
2: All
6: right.
4: And um, I'm a buyer, and my wife is a leaser. Okay. So we always buy my vehicle, and we lease hers. Now, here's my question. Do you think it's more important to go with the vehicle that you like or the service? Because for a long time we went with Ford, and we love the dealership in air. Um, they've been real good to us. We've had two escapes. We've had a Focus and a Fiesta. And the last one we got was we went with, we went with Subaru, the Crosstrek. Yep. Now, we always get a car that, that my mother in law can get in and out. She's 82 years old, so we have to kind of get it for that. But she loves a Cross Trek, yep. but she hates the deal. Like, we don't like, you know, a Subaru. They just seem, a bit, they, they're not as good as Ford. Okay. Um, Is it the so, dealership
0: or the, or the organization?
4: It, it seems like it's the organization. They okay. got that $500 thing that you were talking about. That's yep. exactly what's going on. They want you to get another Subaru. Yep. And, um,. I don't think Ford has that. I don't remember Ford having that.
0: Yeah, uh, you know they—they they may not. Most of the lease companies do, but you know they—it may be you know that that particular dealership. What's the dealership out there? I can't remember uh, the one it, at the traffic it, circle there. Um, it's Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, it may be that you know they—they—they were—they they, they, they are willing to eat that because they know you're a good customer. Um, right. You it, know that that that's that's the dealer's prerogative, really. Uh, they can. Yeah. They have ways of making that go away if they want. To. How would you? How would Doug ask? What would
3: he say? What's that? How would you ask? I'm asking him how you would ask. What would you say exactly? How would he say it? How would I find out about the the if the dealer would eat it? Uh
0: I would ask him flat out. Like if you look, you know, I mean, if you want my business at some point in the future, you're gonna you're gonna waive this. And if okay. say that exactly, yeah, I would consider it. Look, you know, I love the track. I'm not ready to buy another one right now, but I may well yep. come back here and buy an ascent. So, you know, if you want me to come back, is it worth 500 yeah. bucks for you to see me walk away forever? You know, oh, it, that it, seems
3: it, like so bold. That's right. It's easy to about say it. to me, but it's just to a stranger. Yeah. If you want, right. I'm yeah. going to walk the, the, away forever. If you don't give me, if you the, don't wave that, how do you actually say thing it? Thing is, well, you know, I
0: mean, I think I would be honest about it and and say, look, you know, I, I mean, it's not like the situation that we're in, where I'm never, they're never going to see me again. I'm never going to buy another VW. My my mom is is not buying any new cars, so look, I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot of leverage. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but if but I, he doesn't know all that, but if I was gonna, if he he, he you're right, he doesn't, okay. he doesn't, but. Uh, you know, if I was at a position where it was between you and another Subaru dealer, and the other Subaru dealer was willing to sort of waive the fee, then maybe I'd do that. Well, you know, and the returns are weird, too. So, like, yeah. it, was my, it was my understanding that I could return this car to any VW dealer. That's really not true. That's really not true. Right. They don't want them back. Because they're not. Another thing. They, yeah. they they another thing. They are littered with used cars right now. There's a, Ray, a
4: and that's another thing you're talking about, Craig. Is the return thing? Yeah. We don't we don't drive that much. She, this thing's only got seventeen thousand miles on, and it's and it's like you know it's two years old now. Yeah. Like here's, here's a reward. The car's worth a lot more when we give it back to you. Yep. And, and this is what you get for for saving all those miles. But the
0: but the problem right now is you know ten years ago if you if yep. you went in with a low mileage Subaru. And yep. you, they they would have bought it back from you instantly, and any dealer right. would have. But they they've got such a huge inventory of used cars out there right now. It's it's really not you're not in a good position anymore, uh, right. as, as a as a guy who's trying to get rid of something that's you know that, that, that's essentially a used car. Um, right. You know they 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 need to move new cars. They do not want to get the used cars back. The auctions are full. I mean, prices are really, really down. Why is that anyway? What
3: what makes that
0: happen? There's a lot going on. So, so, you know, there were, you know, think about three years ago. uh, There were a lot of cars going out on lease, uh, a lot of cheap money around. A lot of people were buying stuff they probably shouldn't have been buying. And, you know, you sell 17 million new cars every year those are going to come back in three years. And oh, yeah. it's it's kind of where the industry is right now, where there's well, just a lot of used stuff out there. Like, if I was I just, a used car shopper, now's the time. Now's the time to buy something, something it, you know, three years old.
4: And my brother-in-law just hooked me up with a, a 2017 Nissan Frontier. It's got the whole, you know, six-foot snowway plow package and all of that. And I'm real happy with it. He gave me a good deal on it because he works for the dealerships. Yep. I'm the kind of guy... You know, if the payment's $500, bucks, i will throw 1000 thousand, twelve hundred $1,200 a month at it. Yep. And in two or three years, I own They're it. You're done, yeah. Now I have equity. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? At least you don't have any equity to turn in. Right. So we're going to go with the Echo Sport the next time because it's just to get back to Ford. You know, we heard good things about it. but
0: So, so uh, we're, Bradley and I, when we were at the break, we were talking about exactly this. Like, how do you build equity when you're leasing? One of the – I'm, I'm in love with this Jeep Gladiator, right? We talked about this the last time I was on. They're, oh, coming, yeah, out, they're coming out soon. I'm going to drive the thing in, in Sacramento at the towards the end of the month uh, at the media launch, and I'm dying to drive this thing, and I really want to own one. The way yeah. that I can see buying one of these things is actually leasing it for three years, and then at the end of that lease – a, a three-year-old Jeep with low mileage on it—it's like a four hundred one k. It's like a four hundred one k. Right. So, so yeah. they're they're worth almost more used. They're worth almost as much used as they are new. So, if I could work out a decent residual on it at the at the beginning of the lease, keep the mileage off it, and just enjoy it without trashing exactly. the thing, you you yeah. can actually you can actually end up, you know, with something that's worth some money on the used market because there's not many of them around. So you can
3: haggle on the residual price at the front end? You can.
0: Yeah, they're not going to
3: wiggle much, but there is some wiggle room there. Hey, thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. Let's go to Paul and Woburn to wrap it up. Paul, what's hey, going
6: Paul. on? Hi. Uh, you know, I love the smart and technology. You go to the dealers and they plug the car in, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. One day I was up in uh, Lowell getting my car service. This guy came in with a, I think about a 64 Buick Wildcat. Yep. Well, I fell in love <laughs> on a cigar. What a beautiful car. Yeah. Incredible. He was having trouble balancing the front wheels. Uh-huh. They put the thing, they'd spin it on the, you know, still nothing. So I said to him, you know what you need? I said, you've got to get an old-fashioned wheel balancer that looks like a vacuum cleaner yeah and i said you gotta balance the wheels that way you'll get everything out he says where would i find that i said well i said i think i know where this one so i gave a phone number and he called me back sometimes later he said you know i've never seen anything like that thing yep he said the wheels are perfect
0: the, the the old school wheel balancer is is basically just a bubble level, and and it's like you just mount the wheel on top of this thing, and when the when the the bubble is in the middle, right, that thing is balanced, and it's it, it, you know I mean a, a spin balancer is is they're great too, but you know if you have wire wheels, if you have you know anything kind of out of the ordinary, a bubble balancer there's there's nothing wrong with that. They they're, yeah. they work well, you know. They'll this, balance your this, wheels on the car now. You know they'll road force balance, so they're actually kind of put the weight of the car on the wheels and balance the wheels that way, and that works. But there's there's really nothing wrong with 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 balancing wheels manually if you know what you're doing.
6: Yep, this uh, this machine that uh, a friend of mine uses a mechanic had his own shop made by snap on uh huh you jacked the jacked the wheel up that you want to balance the front wheels and it looked like a vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. you put it under there it spun the living daylight out of the wheel and it had a uh it showed you where the there was a light it showed you where
0: yeah where the, the weight, weight needed go. to go yeah right right and,
6: and that took everything it took the wheel it took the tire and it took the uh, the brake drum, right? And
3: balanced all of that. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. We only have a couple of minutes. We have a minute to, for you to tell us about the trip you're taking to to drive the uh, Gladiator. Yep.
0: I'm going uh, March 25th. I am going to fly out to Sacramento, and I'm going to go on the media launch for the Jeep Gladiator, which is. I'm more excited about that thing than anything
3: coming out this year. So it's pretty much a done deal. You're getting one, 100% sure. Ah, You'll say, oh, maybe not. But I know you, if you're this excited about anything, clothing, belt, jacket, it it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I don't spend that
0: kind of money typically, though. You know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens.
3: I'm sure you can come up with a way to justify it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for a good time. And again, you have a gig Saturday night, March thirty at Sally Ozen
4: Correct.
3: Somerville. The band The Sonomatics. And those of you who like to go out in Somerville may show up. And those of you who never who never do, it might be a good opportunity to meet Fitz here and maybe maybe me. I don't know. I might even be there as well. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for having me in that was another jay talking podcast if you loved what you heard like and review the show it helps others find us subscribe to the jay talking podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode follow me on twitter for show updates and as always you can catch the show live every weeknight starting sunday midnight to five on wbz boston's news radio